Everyone doing? Please. I like this. I like this. So how's everyone doing? People. Well, very well. Good. Like Good, man. Week. And just for the listeners, for them to be aware, we're trying a new platform right now where we're recording audio and video for the first time. So hopefully if this works properly, you'll be able to see us recording our podcast episode. And then the the future take flight merchandise, which is coming on the way. So you may look you may look like the odd one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't want to put mine on. <laughs> yeah. So how, how you doing, Olu? You good? I'm I know good, no, I know good. no one really asks you, so I'm going to make a point out of asking you every time. So how you're, you? Feeling? You're the only one that cares, man. You're the only one. How you feeling, bro? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. good. I can't complain. I can't I complain. complain. Good. So welcome to episode number thirty-three. How's everyone doing? We are flying through these episodes, guys. This is impressive. I say this every episode, I know, but still. Great. You're here with myself, Olu, Shuwal, Pabilo, and Daniel. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about health. How much do we prioritize it? Is it important to us? Or is it, only, is it something that we only prioritize when it's too late? So we'll be talking about that. Then the book review will be taken by Shuwal. So stay tuned and let's get started. So, health. How's everyone Ooh. doing? I know most of us in this group are now turning 30, so you're having like a hit. How's your knees? You know, I could talk about my knees. My knees are not good. I've got one bad knee. <laughs> I think I think in this I think in this group I think I I think I have a total of eight kneecaps in this group. I think about seven of them are weak. So I think we're all there. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's six. Oh boy. Oh shoot. But I think um, I think I, Olu, I think actually that classes you as actually disabled. No, 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 no. That is not my portion. But, but if you have if you have a long-standing injury such as your knee and it still persists, you're you're actually considered to be but I still um, play football. Do you? When last you kick a ball? Yeah, no, no, no. no but what I'm saying that doesn't, it doesn't mean you, I don't say you can't play sports, but you're. It can mean you're technically impaired and disabled. And to just, be honest, to be honest, you Olu, start, now you start parking at disabled spots. Exactly. I was going to say nowadays being disabled is not nowadays being disabled isn't necessarily a bad thing because that means you can park wherever you want, whenever you want. So well, I'll, just, I'll try and try and leverage that if you can. Disability is just a physical mental condition that prevents or movement or your mobility. So it could be anything. It could be isn't it? dyslexia is classed as a disability. So. Okay, so I was thinking the one. Well, I was thinking hello. whatever. Someone's, someone's arrived. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Someone did uh, some free work before. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, exactly. a man, I'm a man. I'm a man of few words. Exactly. But so I think we, so, yeah, yeah, so the, the health, the health and rest topic. So, so I wanted to real quick, real quick. Just one point, one point. This is gonna stay recording. We're only a couple minutes into this video stuff. I'm feeling it, V. Oh um, mate, it's solid. It's solid. It's solid. It's solid. <laughs> I'm feeling it after you drop the mic. <laughs> I saw, I saw when you when you knock that mic over and you start switching. Olive's like, "Are you being for real?" Yeah, no, that, that, should be, that should be kept in. That's natural. That's us. <laughs> okay, let's continue. So, Shawal, when you're thinking about this topic, you you mentioned health and rest. So, why don't we start with the rest element? So, yeah, do you and guys to be feel honest, like you get yeah, enough ahead, rest? Do you feel like you rest effectively? How many hours so sleep just, do you guys get? Can I just say, I just woke up from eight hours sleep. I, w- <laughs> I went to bed at midnight last night and I was like, do you know what? I know we're recording the podcast tomorrow at 8 a.m. Sorry, 9 a.m. Basel time. Mm-mm. But I'm not going to set my alarm because there's no way I'm going to sleep through until nine. Oh, you're still late. Went to sleep you're and I woke up at 8.55 and I bounced out of bed feeling good. And I realized, and this is something that I've been trying to do better, is I personally don't sleep enough. I'm trying to do it. What's enough? Uh, for me, enough would be six, seven hours. If okay. if I'm waking up at four thirty, if I can get into bed by nine o'clock, that's that's a solid, solid night. But during the weekdays, it's difficult. That's a push, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how about you guys? Do you, do you guys think you're resting effectively? Nah. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Nah. But what? So what's so what's the so what's the, so what would be good? What would be good? <laughs> it sounds like you got a lot on your mind. You're stressed out because when you ask that question, it seems like it seems like you have the time to go to bed at nine ten, and maybe you are. But actually, during the night, you're waking up cold sweat. 
no, no, no. Panic, no, no, no. panic attack. You that only happened to me. That only happened to me once when I was in um. I I think some of you guys know when I was working in Paris. When I was working in Paris, I, I woke I didn't up know. in my cold sweat. I that last year. I didn't know about Paris though. I didn't. I know Paris was a madness, but I didn't know. Nah, Paris was a madness. Um, so I could let me quickly mention that story. So yeah, I remember I was working in Paris. I was working in Paris. What was it? Maybe four years ago, and I just started in a new role. I was going to be there for six months. Um, it was intense. When I'm telling you intense, we one of the one of the women in our team went on maternity leave. My manager went on a um was out for a few a couple of months for a knee surgery so i just joined the team i was new i was reporting directly to the executive of the team and i just come out of university maybe a year ago and every day was just stressful when i mean stressful like there was always something i wasn't doing right or some additional <laughs> pressure or it was just painful and on this on the side i was also doing my qualifications so i remember one one time that I said, it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Was I woke up, I think it was like 3 a.m. in the morning, like in like sweating, like <laughs> sweat. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I jumped out of bed like, okay, I need to get to work. I need to get to work. Thinking that I was like running late. And I looked at Mad. the time and I was like, oh, was it's only. Huh? No, it was 3 a.m. It was 3 a.m. On, on a Thursday or whatever. And I was like, wait, what the hell's going on? Try to put, try to go back to sleep. And all that was going through my mind was like my to-do list. Like, okay, I need to do this. Okay, how would I do this? I was just thinking about everything that I had to do. And I said to myself, oh, look, this is not healthy. Like, if I had to go through that sort of pressure and stress for a long period of time, it's just not healthy at all. So the way I tried to get around it was, one, talking to someone and saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. These are the pressures I'm going through talking to my team and my manager and saying, hey, I'm covering the work of three people at the moment. Like, mm. this is not mentally or physical, physically sustainable. But I said to myself, if I knew that that was going to happen for a long period of time, I would have quit that job because the most important Ooh. thing is your health. Like, yeah. if, you, if I knew that I was doing that for uh, a year, two years, it's just not, it's not feasible. You need to be able to sleep. You need to be able to get enough rest. Otherwise, your work is going to suffer and then your health is going to suffer as well. So, yeah. And it has a knock-on effect in all other areas of your life because it's mm. not just health. It's also kind of your mood, your well-being, how you're around others as well. So it has a knock-on effect. But do you, Oli, going back to the question then, do you think now you're resting effectively? You said no, right? Nah, I don't. I probably get six, six hours sleep on a good day. But most yeah. of the time, it's not like a, I don't sleep throughout the night. Um, yeah. I think it's also because I, I sleep quite late. Okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm just not, I want to be able to wake up in the morning after mm. six hours sleep and be like, yes, yeah. I'm ready for the day. But sometimes yeah, but I'm I find, I'm, yeah, but yeah, I find six, hours, six hours suffices. But like, you find out when you say yes. you sleep for six hours, do you, it's not a solid six hours. Like you're not getting really a good six hours of sleep. You know how there's yeah, that yeah, is that yeah, app true. that you could track when you're really in like a deep sleep and when you're moving around and you're not really in a good. What about yourself? What about yourself, Daniel? What well, I was going to say that we need to say that there's a difference between sleep and there's a difference between rest. Mm. Mm -hmm. Sleep is a very specific yeah. state of a specific state of your brain, and if you don't mm -hmm. sleep at all, you that's when you become to stop functioning properly and makes you completely dysfunctional. Whereas rest mm -hmm. is difference in the sense that your brain is not recovering in this specific state and if you don't rest you just feel exhausted physically mm. yeah you can still function but not as effectively so i think we need to you know distinguish the two sleeping and resting resting you can be done can be done without you lying down it can be done without you shutting your eyes it can be almost as in a sense of you sitting on a couch and reading the book intensively because it's using a different part of your brain you're, mm. you're resting you're not mm -hmm. But sleep is different, different because if you if sleep you deprive yourself of sleep, that's when it can actually damage your health. And if it's mm -hmm. done for a prolonged period of time, that's when you feel, wake up in the morning feeling very lethargic. You're not able to function properly, and it's just, it just has an overall impact on your mental health. Mm -hmm. If we talk about rest, I'm able to rest, and that's something I'm able to do quite well. Mm -hmm. Con conversely, we've talked about you've been, sleep. You've been able to do that from uni. 
Uni days, you've been able to rest well. Yeah, I've, I've always I've always made sure that I've been able to rest because if I don't rest, I myself, I get very, not moody, but become short-tempered or very abrupt with my, with my words and my answers and when people want something. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been on a plane with I you, think, Daniel, when there's too much turbulence. When turbulence has woken all the of brother up, you don't want to be sat next to Daniel. You do not want to be sat next to him. Well, you don't expect that to show well because you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but and, but and when we talk specifically about sleep, that's some an area where I struggle because mm. I can't sleep for a long period of time at one go. Like even if we speak about last night, and it's always on a specifically on a Friday night in um specific um in in general, I'm able to go to sleep. I think maybe it's the end of the week feeling. So I won't stay up crazy late, but I went to bed maybe 10, 30, 11 last night. Mm. I think, okay, yeah, I have just, you know, a good um, solid hour sleep till seven, eight. Mm. But my mm. body will naturally wake up around, I think I woke up about 5.30 this morning. Mm. And going back to sleep just wasn't possible. So mm. I I lay down in bed for a bit. And then I got up, I did a workout, and I just started doing other things. So usually I might start ironing my shirts on a Saturday morning, like 5, 6 a.m. Just because I, I can't force myself back to sleep, but during the week, I might go to. I usually head up to bed between nine thirty and ten, um, and I wake up about five thirty. But I would say my quality of sleep is poor. Mm. I'm able to get to sleep, but my quality of sleep isn't what I would like it to be. And do you track your sleep, Daniel, through like Fitbit or anything like that? No, I try not to wear any devices when I go to bed. Um, yeah. I try just to disconnect, put my phone. Well, obviously my phone's to the side face down yeah. my watch is off my wrist and even if I wake up during the night and it's still dark outside I refuse to look at the time because I don't want to know what the time is I don't want to see any messages or any notifications on my phone mm. so I just try and go back to sleep um, fairly swiftly but I will be honest mm. usually when I wake up in the night I always use the toilet so but then, that, don't, don't, but don't you have, don't you but don't you have a condition no no what do you mean as to why you can't, as to why you can't sleep, why you guys laughing? As to why you can't Good sleep? Because the way you're saying it, I was like, I don't know if this is a no, joke. No, but I, feel, I feel like I feel like we've spoken about um, you're you're able to you're not you're not able to sleep at night because you've got something going on, or not? No. no. Oh, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine to sleep at night. I'm I'm cool to sleep. It's just staying awake. Even Olu could probably confirm this. Even when we're away, I I woke up really early. I'll be awake yeah. and then I'll just get up. I think I think it's better as though if apparently like once you're awake, it's impossible to go back to sleep. You're better off just staying up and just getting on with your day, whatever time it is. So yeah. wait, so does anyone in this group get good quality sleep? I can remember the last time I had a good sleep. I can tell you hands down. I can tell you the date and the time. But you don't. I, I, I feel I feel like P. Do you get quality sleep? I get good enough good enough sleep where I'm good to go when I wake up at okay. four four fifteen. So, what would you be your advice um, to the rest of us? That's not like wait, what wait, would wait, you do. Before, yeah, yeah. Before that, but P, when you wake up at four around the four o'clock uh, mark, is that when you wake up? Is that rest and sleep enough to sustain you for the whole day? Yeah, because because now I'm in the routine. Now I'm in the routine. But but what I will say is, if I go, if if I if I'm not in bed by ten thirty, I'm in I'm in the red zone. <laughs> so you have. So I think you have to make sure you're getting a minimum of say six six and a half hours sleep. Otherwise, um, what's interesting, if, for example, I sleep at 10, wake up at 4, feeling great. If I sleep at, say, 10, 45, 11, I'm in trouble. I may not even, first, I may not even wake up at 4. And when I do wake up, I feel very sluggish and very tired. Yeah. So, do you, do you, but do you know something that's a uh, subconscious um, program that you've, you've had in your brain that you know if you're in sleep by 10? Potentially. Potentially okay. also. But I, I um, like one time myself and Sean were talking to like 11, 30, 12 and i think woke up at 4 30 and i thought oh why am i doing this <laughs> whereas 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 uh if i've gone to bed at 10 i'm ready to go so uh, yeah. but i don't know to Olu's point my advice is just is just i think but the thing about so uh, there's this book i think we spoke about before called sleep um but i think people people need different sets of hours in order to whatever works best for them so if you can operate on six six and a half work on that some people need about seven, seven and a half to eight. There's, there's something, I don't know if I shared it with you, but I'll try and find it um, and share it with you. Maybe we can post it. It's talking about sleep and it's in reference to even when you're on holiday, even when you're not doing anything, you know, say you're not in the working week, it's the weekend or in holiday, continue to keep that same routine. 
continue yep. to wake up yeah, at the same yeah, time, yeah. continue to get the same, you know, go to bed at the same time and try and stay in that routine, whether you're working, not working, or whatever it may be. And that's something I just, well, I don't have a choice. It just naturally happens to me. <laughs> this is what, this is what, sure, this is what I was telling you to continue the 4 a.m. even on a weekend. What, sure? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no, because the point I'm saying, no, the point I'm saying, listen, we've said it before, get up at four always. Yeah. If you go mm -hmm. if you go back to bed in two hours, three hours, fine. But keep 4 a.m., 4.15, 4.30 as your official forever alarm clock. No, anyway, I agree. I agree. I think I think it's important also to have the consistency. But I guess for me, the reason why I'd rather stick to Monday to Friday is because having two days out of consistency, waking up a little bit later at, say, 6 or 7 or 8, like today, I don't think that throws me off so much to get back into the routine on Monday. But say if I was taking a break for two weeks and then trying to get back into it, it's difficult to get back into it. Does it? Does that make sense? That's yeah, what yeah, I find anyway. And also because it's over two days, by the time it gets to Monday, I've, I feel well rested enough and motivated that okay, I want to get back into the early wake up on Monday as well. Mm -hmm. so. you, you know what? You know what? I think I think what we all need to do, plus advice for others. I think we need to spend more time finding out why sleep is really important because mm. I don't know if similar to similar to therapy. I don't know if we spent enough time delving into that topic to understand the science behind why it's important to get say seven hours sleep every night uh because daniel mentioned that you're having your brain cells repaired and it's working on whatever happened in the last 24 hours and you're giving it that, that time and space mm. but don't um, you feel like people look, know like like people know um i think they like people do no i think people have, like, like example, knows because of the fact that go a week yeah with only like four hours, because I think all of us in this group have probably had to work no, on a project or done something yeah. where we've gone a week with only minimum amount of sleep. Yeah. And you could tell how mentally, physically draining you are or drained you are. So I think people know the side effects of not, or maybe they don't know for a long no, same no. time, like what health issues it can give you. But for a short period of time, I think people know the side effects. So I'll give you, so I, I tell you what I think will happen once people start to look into, like even, even for example, studying certain athletes and what, and, and the times they mm. sleep and, and also throughout the day, I think what, what happens is the following. If people look more into um, the importance of sleep, the first thing they're going to do is probably going to check their mattress and their bed. Is it good enough? Uh, they might end up getting That's why I need to change both. I bought, I bought some, <laughs> like, now nah, it's a serious thing, you know, like I bought a mattress, yeah, brand new. When I moved into my place, bought a mat uh, mattress. But you know, the firmness of the mattress makes a difference. People's back and swing that needs yeah, differently to a different um trust me different mattress. And you know where people are like, oh yeah, I don't want to spend that. No, 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 no. You spend you how many hours spend, you spend sleeping. Listen. You spend a crazy amount of time sleeping over your lifetime. You need to invest in your mattress. So yeah. that's the next thing I'm investing in, and I don't care if it's yeah. <laughs> I tell you, holiday, it makes but, it. But the thing is, but, but that, but that's also uh, a large factor, a driving factor as to why perhaps the sleep is broken or you're not getting mm. a good sleep. No, for because sure, the, because the mattress is not calibrated to your particular body, mm. um, and and how you, know, you sometimes, sleep. Sometimes you've stayed in hotels where you you jumped on that mattress and you're like, damn. Wow, the, let me tell you something now, guys, guys, guys. Heavenly. The Sherrod, <laughs> listen, the Sheraton in Stockholm. Mm -mm. I'll leave it there. <laughs> if you sit, if you just, if you just listen to what I'm saying, I say, it, I say it again for the listeners: the Sheraton in Stockholm. <laughs> I found myself on checkout. On the checkout, I said to the lady, "Listen, where do you get your mattresses from?" <laughs> I'm not playing around. So then I started uh, Google searching it. It was so powerful. If you sat on the edge of the bed, you wanted to lie down. If you, you lay down, huh? yeah, yeah, I found that. Send if you lay down, what's to me? Okay, if you lay down. You're sleeping. Sounds kind of dangerous. You're always sleeping. I'm like, what okay. time of the day is you're <laughs> sleeping? It was, it was, it was uh, quite, quite thick, but it was just <laughs> the way in which it married your body when you lay down. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! How much are they paying you for the shower? Uh, I don't know how much. They, I don't know, but it, the mattress, the mattress is three thousand. Um, okay. but it's, I believe it's worth it. Mm -mm. Um, we, we haven't bought it ourselves. What we've bought is a oh, another trick for people listening as well. Um, you may not actually, we, we wanted to go change our mattress about a year and a half ago and we were prepared to spend whatever was needed. But then the guy said, try a topper. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know about a topper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Try, topper. try a topper because the mattress that we had, yeah, yo, yo, sure. We're still working with the IKEA mattress we bought years ago. <laughs> no, 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 bro. I, 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 I upgraded when I came back from Japan. What, you didn't shout, you didn't, you didn't tell me that. Anyway. <laughs> no, but, no, 
But I was Mate, you know what's funny? Yeah? This is another thing as well, is that we sometimes get used to a particular standard and we just roll with it. Yeah, I would yeah. wake up in the morning sometimes and my, my waist would feel detached from my legs. <laughs> <laughs> you, might not, you, you might know about that feeling, innit? And I'd work it out like this, yeah? <laughs> and, I, and, and then Lauren was... Because now Lauren's moved over to Basel. She was like... Babe, your back's not right every time you wake up. I said, no, nah, it's mine. I'm mean, I just got to cook it this out. Time, this is mattress. I'm sure she was, I'm sure she was probably out. the first one. She's probably Bruv, the first one to be like, this back. mattress is whack. So, so I didn't I didn't I didn't pay attention until she said, Yo, my back is hurting as well. I said, You sure? No, nah, man, <laughs> it's been serving me for years, bro. Every morning. Stop wow. point. Years. Wow. Wow. The thing is, I know when it, especially when it, when it comes to spending that type of money, because mattresses are kind of heavy as well. P would have been like, No, nah, we're cool, we can stay, we can, we can stay up like in this one. I'm like, yo. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been enjoying this. By the way, this mattress is poor, fam. <laughs> when you on the balance of on the balance of mattresses out there, this mattress is not a good mattress. Is that it? It's the mattress that they, there's the mattress that I can, I think they kind of throw in when you buy a bed. So yeah, take that yeah. one. Yeah? yeah. So then we bought a topper, change the game. So yeah, I, then, I think yeah. they have your advice to change your mattress every ten years. Yeah. And even even with that, when you something I do every I think it's every six months, you should oh, turn your mattress over. Mm-mm. So flip it over. So I even do head to toe flip over so that it evens up because obviously after a while yes. you're but, you're sleeping on it. But Dan, if you got the if you got the mattress from IKEA, I doubt it's one of those. You only can't flip it. You only can't flip it. <laughs> it's gonna have the springs in the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could, you could. But um, but no. So 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 that's so I think I think how do question is we know sleep is important. How do you improve the quality? I think. One of the steps people start to look into their mattress, their beds. They're in in that book, it also spoke about like understanding your bed is only a place to rest. Um, so it's almost like making what the athletes do is they almost have in they don't have really a bedroom, they just have a restroom. So mm. I, I guess I don't know if we all have the luxury of as many rooms, but they literally would walk into a room and in that room is only the beds. No wardrobes, no cupboards, no nothing. So I think we need to we need to kind of like, I don't know, put put sleep on like this special pedestal and say, when I lie down, it really is to rest and get good sleep. Mm -mm. So let's switch it up because I think we've talked a lot about um, rest. What about health? Because I think we've got another sort of five, 10 minutes. We could just quickly discuss how is everyone's health? I know that's also a very personal question. I can talk about myself. I've got uh, uh, one bad knee (laughs) um, from excessive use. Um, and my football career, my short football career, that's sort of what's caused my bad knee. What about the rest so, of you guys? Um, I think me and Shaw have mentioned this time and time again. It's funny because when we talk about developing goals and, and when you start the new year, yes, health is on there, but I don't think it's it's on there with, I don't know. It's not, it, well, at least speak for myself, the same intention as let's get these, let's get a couple of these property deals or let's go and do, let's climb the ladder at work or do. Mm. But what's funny is once your health goes, when you're when you're lying on hospital bed or you're lying in your bed at home, you're not thinking about anything else apart from getting back to 100. percent mm-hmm. All of a sudden now, those big goals are irrelevant. Um, whatever goals you had at work, you don't really care anymore. It's it's like we don't so currently. It's, currently, yeah. P, where is where does health fit on your list? Like, is there, you, I mean, like, I mean, the thing is, is it number one? Is that number one priority for you? Two, three. Where does it currently fit? So what I need to do with health, I need to, because I go to the gym not necessarily uh, to work out, but more for a mental. Um, it's for a mental game because who really? wants to wake up? Who, yeah, because who wants? I because the whole vanity. I thought it so that you could look good. What do you mean, bruv? Vanity? I thought it was only bruv. because you wanted to look good. Oh man, you know I don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's so I go more for the mental game. Who wants to work out seven o'clock in the morning? No one, and so I'm just basically battling with my with my mind to go. Mm-hmm. But what where where I need to improve on health is one study better diets i tend to eat whatever whenever and try to convince myself okay no i'm not eating as much and this is healthier um look at vitamins i don't have a bit of cod liver oil in the morning but i'm sure there's other stuff out there um and then also what i don't do and i haven't done in years and and it's bad because i actually i actually on i say on purpose but the appointment was in my calendar and i just thought yeah whatever i don't go for checkups so my dad when i was in the uk last time he said listen and I, I, I see the run that you've been on for the last couple of years. I think you've been you've been at places of high stress. He's a doctor. So he said, I need you to go and get a checkup. I said, I need you to go check your blood, 
um, your sugar levels, everything. And I was like, ah, yeah, man, cool, man, cool, cool. But you see me though, I'm good, innit? He says, no, 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 I need you to go and get a checkup. So I booked the appointment, but then I'm not really, I kind of moved it. Oh yeah, then I then it was supposed to be last week. Uh, I reschedule it. So I think that's the area of health where uh, I need to start improving because but otherwise- you know every- there's an epidemic in terms of, especially in the black community where we don't really, we don't do a good job of um, of getting us like going to the doctors and getting checkups. The only time we really go is when something's either falling off or uh, like really in pain. Where we're like, yo, it's, it's time, it's time to, it's time to go. But it's not something that we need to do. And I, I feel like one, I don't really understand. I've never really understood the reason. I need to. I guess I need to do the research in it because obviously the standard of health and especially for minorities hasn't always been the best in terms of history. Um, but then also is how do you change that stereotype and change that mindset? Because as you mentioned before, the most important thing is your health, man. Everything else you can't achieve unless your that health box is tick. And you never really you know, know until it's yeah, it's also funny. Sure, let's sure go next. It's also funny because let's say for example you're on a good run, right? So you've you've you're fortunate enough to not have any injuries, but then something happens, boom. And then you have that realization, wow, like health is so important. What, but what's funny is even when you get back to 100%, you're, 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 you're going on like you was before. So I guess the question I'm trying to ask myself also is how do, to your point, Olu, how do you change the mindset so that now I'm checking myself every six months? I am making you should, sure that... You should, go ahead. Treat yourself like a car. MOT is done every single year. Servicing is done every single year. Your body should be the same. Yeah, but um, I feel like I feel like I'm a Mercedes because I can do like yeah, two, but if but but, 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 but Mercedes no, but that's yeah, that's your life, that's your lifespan. But when you talk about servicing and making sure there's um it's sustainable, your car is MOT'd every single year, Rotax every year, servicing every single year. And Warren Buffett in his one of his documentaries spoke about treat your body like a car. Imagine mm. you can only buy one car and you're stuck with it for the rest of your life. Treat it well, service it, MOT. He said that's like your body. You had only have one body for your whole life. Be conscious of what you feed it. Be conscious of how you treat it. Be conscious of what you do with it. So even as your body, yeah, you might be on a good run, but it's still important that once a year you get your, you know, cholesterol, blood, blood sugar levels, your blood checked, everything like that. Do you get and yours checked good. in every year? Yeah, I, check, I get mine checked every year. No, that, that ain't playing. I know. I know. I, Dan get, does. I, get, I get. I get mine checked every year, and even, even because of my back, I've been seeing um, the osteopath and everything like that, and I got my bloods checked and. I think that the blood, I was like, when I saw that, when I saw the statement, the uh, bill for the bloods that he took, it cost 500 pounds. 500. And I was like, whoa, luckily I've got <laughs> private medical insurance. Wait, because wait, wait. I, I can check your bill for 500. You know? I can tell you if it's the right color. I can tell you. <laughs> you know, it's red. That's the whole problem. <laughs> I thought I was going to say, I can take your blood for you. Don't worry. I can do it. Um, I, got the, I got equipment in my house. No, but Daniel, why, why did it cost 500? Because... It was done privately. It wasn't oh, okay. done, I think, I think it was done privately, and it's, and what he what him the, what he was um, targeting as well for each um, blood test. So, it, so it was, so it was quite hefty. Run, run the results then, innit? So what was it last oh, year? Was I've, it this year? What's going on? I've, well, I've got them all written down somewhere. But the reason I well, send it to you afterwards. The, the reason, the yeah, reason actually, why yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm more the reason I do it. It's not like I choose to do it. It's because of my medical insurance. It's encouraged, and you get rewards for doing the health checkups and stuff like that. So that's why I probably I'm more inclined to do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but I don't know if I definitely would. So would you say? Would you say? Would you say uh, people should consider private insurance? Oh yeah, I would definitely. I would definitely agree with it because not only do you have the luck. There's two things. There's the NHS, which I you know applaud, and I really am you know proud of the. The health system, healthcare system that we have in the UK, we're very fortunate to have free healthcare, but also having the option to go private at times when maybe needed for a much more serious matter. Mm. It's you can't put a price on it because even with the treatment I've been receiving on the NHS, I'd have been waiting for a very, very long time. Yeah. And even with my back, I remember Shwell saying, Oh, you know, go to the doctor and told him that, you know, exaggerate how your back is so that they can give you an MRI. <laughs> I still didn't even get an MRI, didn't even get an X ray over the doctor because from going private i found out how much the cost is with the nhs and how much it is going private so the nhs are charged for it but they don't want to pay that cost and only want to do it in dire situations whereas when i did the mri like even on the nhs with the mri 
you can have an MRI scan, but your results might not be available for five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. I did it on private. MRI scan, the results were ready next morning. Mm-hmm. So there, there, is a, there is definitely a cost benefit. I've got a funny story about NHS, but I'll leave it for another episode. Let me pass on to you. Because I was thinking that, um, I think especially when we talk about health and uh, I think the point that you men- mentioned earlier about the kind of our cultures that we grew growing up in, maybe with our parents, was health really a priority? And I think there's probably a lot to unpack that we could even spend a whole episode uh, talking mm-hmm. about. So maybe what we can do is, because I think we've had a great conversation because it starts with, I think everything starts with rest and sleep, which we all said that we're kind of doing okay, but could probably get better at. Um, and then how this leads into to knock-on issues and health. But I think I think we've had a great conversation, something that we can definitely build on in another episode, and especially health in our cultures. Because I've seen a massive lack of focus. If I think about my dad, if I think about his friends, of just working as working too much, not sleeping enough, and eating not very healthy food and the knock-on effects it has 20, 30 years on. So I think we, sh- we could definitely unpack that on another episode. Yeah, so basically, guys, I think to close the episode, what's the recommendation that either we will give to others or most importantly from, this, from it, what it sounds like, what we would give to ourselves to try and rest more effectively or sleep more effectively? What were you guys gonna, going to change? Uh, it sounds, sounds simple, but it, there's meaning to it. It's be deliberate. Mm. Uh, sometimes what we find ourselves is just falling asleep or or just um, not falling asleep, but kind of it's time to sleep because it's getting dark. But no, I'm actually going to put it in my calendar, mm-hmm. nine o'clock or 9.30, sleep, go to bed. <laughs> so it's kind of fix it like a meeting. Mm-hmm. Make it deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, in connection to the Paris story is know your limits. <clears throat> so if you're going through a period of time where you know your sleep is being affected so you're not getting enough sleep you're extremely stressed you need to change something in your environment so don't be afraid to talk to someone or or stand up and change your current environment if you know it's impacting your health or rest i think from my side it's just going to try and similar to p try and consistently go to bed a little bit earlier i think i try to cram a lot in the day but if i really took a step back i'm sure there's parts of that day that i could strip away or realize this actually isn't a priority so let me just get to bed by 9 30 10 consistently monday to friday to get that get that sleep because it does have a knock-on effect as, as ollie mentioned in his paris experience earlier daniel to close out uh, create something that works for yourself and don't overexert yourself and listen to your body. Daniel, I was expecting a quote, man. Yeah, I was, I was uh, like a Damn, quote, man. a little explanation of the quote. Who is the author of the quote? I was expecting a... <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> No playing. Okay, dope. Okay, so let's move on to the book review, which will be taken by Shewell. So looking forward to it. Right, so this is sponsored by Take Flight Podcast, and because we're doing it on video for the first time, this is the book that I'll be reviewing today. So this book is by an amazing author called James Clear, who actually is a friend of a friend, which I found out recently. So Atomic Habits. Now, I thought you were going to say a friend. No, no, a friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. Network. It's a a network effect. Um, So actually, before I go into it, who in this group has read this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear? I know Pavilo has. Anyone else? Nah. No. Okay. So Atomic Habits is is kind of a personal development book, but it's very well written, very easy to understand and very effective in terms of the tips that it gives. Right. And, and, also, now, and also new concepts as well. Yes, exactly. New concepts that are like when you read them. What I love is when you read a new concept and it's so easy to understand. It's like, why haven't we been doing that the whole time? So Atomic Habits is basically an easy and proven way to build good habits and break the bad ones. Now, when you guys think of the the term atomic habits what 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 comes to mind or what do you think that means i think of like an element science chemistry and atom to be honest mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and what do you think Olio? i'm not gonna ask p because i know p's read the book yeah exactly what daniel said but the second are you sure we should have we should have asked Olu first. That's a no. We we'll um, ask Olu first next time. You know what, whenever you know, anyone says, oh, whenever I anyone mean, is asked a question after someone I else, they're like, "Yeah, I would have said exactly what that guy said." But, you know? but no, 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 no. You always you always say, "Oh, exactly what that person said." 
But, but and then you add you add on top of it to make so it what, so what so what you, what did you add Olu? because we were so laughing would, at that stage yeah so you take on the the habits um elements of it so is how do you consistently do something over a period of time so mm-hmm. and then i think it says you can only create a habit <laughs> a new habit after like 21 days mm-hmm. so yeah that element as well so so you guys are pretty much uh bang on so so atomic habit if we split the word atomic well i say you yeah, guys i think actually i think daniel was bang on i think Ollie Wait, was he was kind bang of... on about the first part that... okay cool whatever so um so the atomic part so atomic basically means an extremely small amount of a thing so the single unit of the larger system and also the source of immense power or energy so building on a little bit what daniel was saying and then habit, which I think we're more than familiar with, is a routine or practice performed regularly and automatic response to a specific situation. So which what James... Said, sorry? Which was what Olu was touching upon. The yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What, what is it? Which is what Olu was touching upon. So it's a good... Bro, you, your, you, your, you and your ego, bro. Just chill out, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, um, <laughs> so basically, this, this book is a revolutionary system to get 1% better every day. So all the, th- all the things that James Clear is talking about in this book, it's not something which on its own will change your life considerably. But these are small, tiny habits that will help have a compound effect. So people think that when you want to change your life, right, that you need to think big. But James Clear has discovered a different way. Now, the way that he has discovered it is that he knows that real change comes from the compound effect of hundreds of small decisions. So, for example, doing two push-ups every day or waking up five minutes earlier or reading one more page of that book or sending that one additional email at the end of the day of a task that you know you've been leaving on your to-do list for a long time. So, in this book, what James Clear does is he reveals how exactly these small changes can grow into life-altering outcomes. Um, He gives a few uh, simple life hacks, which I can go on to later on. Um, And what I love about this book is he combines the life hacks with actual psychology and neuroscience to explain why they matter as well. And as well as that, he combines all of this with stories from Olympic gold medalists, leading CEOs and distinguished scientists. And everything is to stay productive, motivated and happy. Now, I can give an example of, give me one sec to get my post-its. Okay, boom, got it. Right, this is actually, and just to prove to the people now we have videos, I have lots of post-its in this book, so it has been read. So what I actually love about this book is, as I mentioned before, it's very easy to read. And at the end of every chapter, it also has a summary as well. So sometimes what I do is when I'm reading, I kind of put a post-it or make an underline but this basically as long as you have the chapter summaries covered at the end then you're good so one thing that I love is if you really want to change your behavior the whole one of the key messages of the book is if you really want to change the behavior and I think we spoke about it in the episode of um, removing the tv from the room which Pabilo did is mate is always always easier to change your environment than it is to muster up even more self-motivation in yourself to actually get a task done So what does this mean? This means, for example, if you find yourself that you're coming home from work and you're watching TV and you've you've realized for yourself that watching TV isn't helping you get to where you want to be and you're spending too much time in front of the TV, instead of coming home from work every day and seeing the TV in the corner of your eye and being tempted to turn it on, make your environment easier and move that TV downstairs or into another room. Or another example is if you want to start eating healthier and you find yourself having too many packets of Doritos every day, instead of buying 20 packs of Doritos and leaving it in your cupboard, make your life easier and just do not buy snacks that you know that you will have because you know that that's not getting you towards the goal that you want to be. So just removing the temptation or removing Removing the temptation. Exactly, exactly. Because... The, the best way to make a behavior change is to make whatever you're trying to change, make it invisible. So you're not even having to think about it. And once that habit Wait. is formed. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, the reason I just want to add a little bit. The yeah. reason why this one is it, it, it's um, it's so crucial is because we always try to up our self-motivation, up our discipline and up our level of, I don't know, uh, well, discipline and resistance. And that's, that's always been the path that we, we always take. Mm-hmm. We leave the environment as it is and we say, okay, I, I need to improve my discipline. I need to improve my self-motivation. And actually, this is helping me to understand 
um, or try a different way is adjust your environment, move things around in your in your sitting room, um, take things out, uh, take things out of your bedroom, take things, and 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 that would allow you to then you don't have to then uh, sort of be so hard on yourself with discipline in order to get the results you're looking for. So it's it's a it's an interesting switch, but it's it's more powerful than what we've done in the past. It's just like it's same with like your circle. Like if you know your circle is distracting you or making you do like switch it you up. might have to switch up. You have to leave that circle. You have to quick unfortunately quick. move your separate way. Quick. Quick. Did you, say? <laughs> Did you say quick? When it comes to the circle, quick. Thanks for keeping me in your circle, man. Thanks for stressing it. Quick. Less less than 24 hours decision. Boom. Do we even get do you, do you even send a text message or no text message? Nothing. Nah, cuz. <laughs> but I think so so go, going back to the book, this that has been probably the biggest revelation for me. And what he does is he breaks down how to make how to create a good habit and how to break a bad habit. So I can quickly summarize this before we can go into a discussion. So how to create a good habit. First of all, make it very obvious. So make it easy for yourself to not watch TV or make it easy for yourself to not snack or to, to go to the gym, for example. Just make it very obvious and clear. So when you're waking up, you're not even having to think through it. Then the second part is to create a good habit is make it attractive. So try and combine the habit with something that you enjoy doing because the more they the more that you enjoy it the more easier it becomes the more likely you are to stick to it um the third one is to make it easy so reduce as much friction as you can so if you're wanting to go to the gym in the morning more and more in the morning get your gym kit packed ready to go the night before so when you're up there's no friction there's no i need to spend time to find my trainers to do all of that you've taken the friction out and your bag's ready to go so you've made it a lot simpler um, and then in the end, make it satisfying. As long as what you're trying to do, you know that the end goal, you know where it's going to get you. It's just a lot easier to keep this good habit in your in your life. And small habit changes can really have a long term impact. To try and keep that motivation, motivation I think is more of a long is more of a short term strategy. And this is what he says as well: short term strategy. Whereas if you change your habits and improve 1% every day, then it, you'll see the, the long-term benefits from it as well. Pete, is there, because I know you've also read the book, is there anything you'd like to add? Yes. It's not your, it's not, it's not your <laughs> no, I'm going to say, Pete, it's not your book review. No, but if he's read it, I don't mind doing a joint venture. So go ahead, Pete. <laughs> I think he's happy because it's the first book he ain't read that's like a picture book and 10 pages long. I said, no, you're happy because it's the first book that you've read that isn't a picture book and it's more than 10 pages long. This guy is a joker. <laughs> so actually, P, I was, yeah, I was just, uh, I was just I saying. To, all I wanted then, to do is I wanted yeah. to throw, throw out some points I wrote down and then you can compliment. So we can go back and forth. Sure, sure, sure. But the, the first one... And so it should, I, should, up I, should I go? Why would you, why would you go? Because <laughs> you said back and forth between the two of you. No, I said... Okay, okay. Well then, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sure, remember this one. So the first one it opened up with, I wrote down, was it spoke... This It actually said, forget about goals, focus on systems instead. Mm. Because it is, it was like goals determine where you want to go. System allows you to continue playing the game, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but that was just a very. So it was almost like, I mean, how, how much time do we spend thinking about what we want to achieve, what we want to achieve, how big, what we want to achieve, in which areas, as opposed to what are the systems that's going to take to get me there? When you talk about when you say Sorry. systems, just so that I make sure, I, is it sort of like? You know, when you, whenever you think about a goal, you need to create it in actionable items to reach that goal. And is it that a lot of people set a goal and just all they think about is goal, 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 versus saying, okay, what are the actionable steps I need to achieve to hit that goal? And then actually attacking that one by one, as we mentioned, at a, like a small atomic, like a small. Yes, I think, atomic. I think that's, so like the systems, for example, say like in, in James Clear, at one stage, you wanted to become a better writer, right? And mm-hmm. everyone may have the goal of, I want to be a world famous writer where I'm developing or releasing articles and publishing a book, etc. Now, yeah. that would have been the goal. Now, if he was just focused on the goal, maybe he would have had a certain level of success. But instead, he focused on the system of, okay, so that means every week or every, 
Yeah, I think every week he needs to publish on the internet an article of whatever length, but that's the system of if I continue to do this every week, then that'll get me to the to the end goal. So that's okay, kind of so where he's saying okay. focus on focus on the system of how you're gonna get there rather than just the end goal the whole time. Because if you continue to do this one percent every week and it has the compounding effect, then yeah, eventually yeah. you get to the same goal anyway. So the same is like the actionable items that yeah. you can do that will reach you to the consistently the, as well. Yeah, consistently that will reach you to the goal. Okay, yeah, got it. Cool, cool. P. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it was just it's just a couple of things there. It says, as I mentioned before, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. If you're having trouble with changing your habits, the problem isn't you, the problem is your systems. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. So some powerful words there. Um, but yeah, definitely action actionable items. Mm -mm. Cool. And actually, one, uh, one, just one, one other thing to add is with goals as well, um, which I found he has a funny take on it, because with goals, all winners and losers actually have the same goals most of the time. Someone who wants to have, say, like uh, a million units in his property portfolio, someone probably with 100,000 units may have that same goal as someone who has actually zero units. So having a bigger goal doesn't actually change anything mm. in terms of where you're trying to go for. But what mm. really changes is the systems that you put in place to get to the results. It's the actionable items that you mentioned, Olu, consistently in place to get to the goals. So having these goals actually is, is okay to a certain extent of kind of pushing yourself. But what system do you have in place of actually getting there? And that's the thing that makes the biggest difference. Um, the second, just to run these things off, it's just really to give a preview of the, of the book. And I recommend that every single listener buys this book because it's, it's, I think it's one of the best books today on the market with related to relation to habits. The second one, which was, which was also very interesting for me, it says build identity based habits. So it's decide on who you want to be and then look at, um, and then build habits associated with what you want to be. Cause I think what it's basically trying to say is, is harmonize who you want to be with your habits. And I don't know if we've taken the time out to, to look at the connection between the two. So I thought that was a, a sort of a, a, again, another way of, of picking my brain and thinking, oh, I've never looked at it that way. Mm. Um, I've got a point here, which was I thought also very powerful. It says, change the perspective. Because, I mean, let's keep it real. A lot of this stuff uh, to a lot of people and sometimes also us is very boring and mundane. It's like, oh yeah, okay, I know I want to improve, but habits are... Uh, I've got to do it every day, et cetera. What this says, it says, change the perspective on habits. So for example, um, waking up early is, is no, people don't want to do it. It's just long. But the reason why is because they haven't attached why waking up early, uh, it works for them. So what it says is that whatever habits you, you know you need to start doing, attach to that habit why you should do it. So for example, yeah. it says, I wake up early to get closer towards my vision. Now you're starting to attach what your um, and you're and you're verbalizing it. What you are trying to get out of of your your journey towards that small win in the morning, and mm. because that changes. If I say to myself now, I'm not. It's a, it's a Tuesday morning and, and, and it's September, um, and I'm waking up at four. It doesn't feel. If I say I'm waking <laughs> up, I'm waking up early to get closer to my vision. Now it's more powerful. Yeah. Um. Other thing. Other thing. It said. I don't know if some of you guys may have done this. It says make a make a contract and have an accountability partner. Mm. I think I can't. Accountability yeah, partner is something that is key. We, we key. can talk. We can talk about. Um, we can talk about this on another episode. But I think that it's your the the success for other people on the outside of the fence is the accountability partner. Uh, we talked about this on the goal set. Yeah, when we did that episode on goal set and how important it is to have a, someone to hold you accountable. Because um, a lot of times when we set up, we set goals, we keep it to ourselves. So I know most of us in this group, there's a level of wanted to ego if you want to call it that in terms of whatever you say you do the say do ratio sort of thing so if you tell me hey olu i want to purchase a house by the end of the year you know every time i talk to you p i'm going to be like yo so what's going on with this so what's going on mm -hmm. with this which mm -hmm. will force you to say okay let me let me start working on it because i don't want to have to <laughs> the next time i see olu i don't want to have to be like ah you know yeah that's no, what it is so yeah accountability partner is really important and even the even the waking up early thing, I don't know if we've spoken about. It. Well, I think I think it started actually from a challenge that we discussed on the podcast. Um, but Pabilo and myself, we've been having this Monday to Friday challenge. I know Pabilo is carrying it over the weekends, 
um, of waking up before five. And for me, this is actually something that I've started to want to do since the beginning of the year. But it was only until, how long have we been doing it now, P? About three and a half months, maybe four now. Yeah, the last four months is when I've been consistently doing it, apart from when I was a bit sick, um, because of the fact that I know that if I don't wake up and show Pabilo that I've woken up before five, or vice versa, then we owe the other person 20 francs. So if you do that, if you miss that five times in a week, that's 100 francs already gone. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. That is a true game changer for you guys. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, when I wake up at seven o'clock, yeah. Yeah. I look at my I and later on in the day I look at my phone and you guys have started a small community. It's not just you guys, but like the listeners, some of our listeners, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the challenge. Yeah. So, like what you guys are doing without waking up at 4:30, really game changer. And like, congratulations, guys. I don't I don't always give you guys the props when you <laughs> no, no, you do no, no, no. but Olu does Olu's re- honestly, Olu's- this is one I'm like, yo, this is big, big yeah, Olu's, Olu's reached out to me and said, Yo, you need to keep this going. Um, what I will say is is in the first I don't know, 10, 15 days, it's tough. But now it gets to a point where it's automatic. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem, if you look at it now, it's like, guys, still waking up at four. It's it's like waking up for anyone else at seven o'clock. Uh, yeah. So it's just getting used to it. But yeah, I think accountability partner is something. But now what's interesting, because we know this works, um, we are now trying to um, apply this in other areas. So we've got other things that we're trying to do and say, look, if we don't, by the way, what Shaw forgot to mention was that the money goes towards charity. So by the end oh, of the yeah, month, yeah. We, we stack up and whoever hasn't, whoever owes whoever what, that goes to charity. So it's a win-win. Um, we get better and also charity benefits. We're now thinking about how we can actually play this game in other areas as well. So for example, we play it bigger. We've, got, we've all got goals uh, to secure certain deals by the end of the year. If you don't get those deals done, you owe the other person, it could be 500, 1,000, we haven't decided yet. But why, it w- I mean, at the end of the day, you could say, oh yeah, this, you're raising the sticks. But if it works do it 100% 100% um right guys so i probably we want to leave some of the book for the listeners in case yeah. they haven't read it so <laughs> just to repeat the just to repeat the name and the author so it's called atomic habits and it's by james clear an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones very practical and very useful now i'm going to order it now sure i'm getting my phone i'm going to order it right now Boom. So thank you for listening. Um, if you have any feedback for us, please reach out to us on Instagram at Tate Flat Podcast or Gmail at Tate Flat Podcast at gmail.com. Take off, take flight with you.